The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. And make sure to check out Draft Day 2.0 starting August 9th at noon Pacific. Ryan Real Money Kramer will be drafting for 24 straight hours. The fantasy football Marathon will raise money for Daryl, a loyal listener who was injured in a motorcycle accident. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft day for more details. Drivers, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Kevin Harvick's yes, right sir. behind us in yes, a sir. huge win for that race team, Brad. I got to get your thoughts. I mean, we've kind of covered that none of us expected this. No. But I love what Kevin said. If you doubt us, you don't know us. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, none of us had these Fords being fast enough this weekend to keep up with these Toy- the Toyota onslaught. <laughs> yeah. But Kevin Harvick yeah. just kept digging and digging and digging. He wouldn't give up an inch on the racetrack. They made smart decisions. When they put him out front, he got that clean air. He's like a dog with a bone, baby. He wasn't going to let go. And Harvick brings it home. No one, Cody? No one? Nobody? Nobody, nobody said Ford was going to win? Nobody said Kevin Harvick was going to win? What? Come on, Brad Doherty. You need to listen to the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. It's very obvious. <laughs> Rod called it all the way. Kevin Harvick, 25 to 1. I can't even keep track anymore, Rod. We, How many uh, long shot winners have we hit this year? I, think, I was looking back. I'm pretty sure we've had a winner in one of the three series every week since Nashville. No, we have. And that was like two months ago. Yeah, we have. I, I, I went back and I thought about it too because I thought to myself, well, you know, what? we're on a pretty good heater. Where were we at? And we have gotten a winner just about every single race in at least Xfinity truck and, and, and a couple of weeks, multiple, you know, hit the Xfinity and the cup series winner. Like, you know, not to just brag on ourselves, but I think at this point we deserve it. Like <laughs> we're fucking on a heater. This summer is hot fucking hitting F one bets. We're hitting IndyCar bets. We're hitting NASCAR bets. You can't stop us, Rod. Well, <laughs> let's, it's, it's hot ticket, hashtag hot ticket summer here. This is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. Sorry for the unorthodox, uh, unorthodox beginning, but I figured we had to do something to mark this event. Not only, again, was it nobody was calling Fords. Um, this guy was not listening to our show. We said Fords were going to be hot. We claimed Ford was going to be the winner. And we even picked Kevin Harvick as the winner too. So and Blaney, or that could have been it too. There was a lot of lot of moving parts to this race. Cannot wait to break down the bets for you guys because listen, if you guys tailed this week, this was by far 
the best week we've ever had on this show collectively between Xfinity and and the Cup race. Just bet after bet after bet. And look, to be honest with you, Cody, there was some fantastic racing going on in the track as well, too. Yeah, not only was it fantastic racing, yes, we cleaned up big time. I mean, we hit a 10 to 1 in the race where we had the 25 to 1 winner as well. Like, and a four to one, all, like big time bets. We hit a bunch of the matchups. We'll recap all that, obviously. But yeah, great weekend for betting. Uh, hopefully, all you guys tailed everything and and cash big this this week. I, we had a lot of messages that plenty of people did. So always good to hear that. Always good to see that. And yeah, again, good racing on the track. It, you know, it was there wasn't a ton of passing for the lead and stuff, but constantly throughout the race, there was different comers and goers on both days. On, on Saturday and on Sunday, guys coming and going. I would say neither day the best car won, which is says something about everything. We've got 15 winners now, Rod. We still have three races to go. Three races till the playoffs start, and we're at 15 different winners. My goodness, what a freaking season it's been. Part of me wants to fast forward to Daytona because the absolute freaking madness and chaos. Whoever decided that daytona should be the final race in the regular season i hope that they are like the president of nascar now because <laughs> that was the greatest choice ever and it's going to be bigger this year than ever before but i don't even want to fast forward to the next couple of weeks because every week's been so exciting yeah yeah give that person a raise for sure they they've earned the scheduler gets a gigantic raise as it were, but we're going to talk about all those races in second and third stage. But this is, of course, the part of the show where we talk about news. And Cody, there's been some pretty, uh, yeah, there's been man, a lot of stuff. Whole, we, we might have to add a fourth show just to talk about <laughs> news every week. I don't know the bosses want to. Man, they're keeping us busy. <laughs> I don't know the bosses want to keep paying us for that, but yeah. So look, <laughs> I want to lead off with the tweet that you shared in the Discord. And again, if you're not following us in the Discord, folks, you got to get in there. There is so much stuff going on in that Discord. But you shared a tweet that looks like, I mean, this was Tony Stewart Oof. popping off that he's got a major announcement coming tomorrow. And we have, a, we have an idea what it could be, but it that's could a lot be, of That's the thing, though, with him, too. It could be so many different things. He could be trolling us all. This could be, it's funny, I'm, I'm pulling up the tweet real quick because he, he tweeted it out. Uh, it's a picture. First of all, couple of things in here. There, there's quite a few things going on here. So it's a picture of Tony Stewart pushing his number 14 office depot Chevy car that he won the championship in through the garage. You can see all a bunch of those other cars and stuff behind him, but it's a Chevy, which is notable possibly because they're a Ford team currently. They used to be a Chevy team. They switched to Ford. So there, there could be a clue in there. You never know. Um, he says, shifting gears after an exciting weekend. Speaking of winning, fans, we've shared lots of iconic moments over the years, haven't we? Stay tuned tomorrow for a major announcement. And then he says, hashtag thank you fans, hashtag NASCAR, hashtag IndyCar, hashtag SRX Racing, and hashtag Woo Sprint, which is World of Outlaws Sprint. So he leaves the door open for a lot of things. Is Tony Stewart coming back to drive the Indy 500 next year? Is Stuart Haas switching to Chevrolet again? Or is it something to do with the XRX SRX series, which he owns that's ended for the year? Is it Kyle Busch is going to be driving for Stuart Haas next year? 
I'm kind of leaning that direction. We'll see. I'm dude. I I'm gonna be tuned into this announcement. It there's so it could be something very small, and he could just be trolling the entire world. But it could be very very big. It's Tony uh, Stewart, man. I mean, yeah. it's it's one of those Tony Stewart loves the spotlight, loves the attention, and I, I'm pretty sure this is a attention grab. Yes, but. I got to I mean you got to give it some you got to give it some gravity because it's Tony Stewart and there's a lot of things that he can announce that can shift the entire just dynamic of the sport and 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 lay it on its heels especially given the fact that his driver just won. So now this is the biggest platform he's going to have all season long to get people's attention that he doesn't have it already because he's Tony Stewart by nature. He's going to get it but you have all eyes on you now as a team owner and a team winner. So now's about the perfect time to make a big announcement. Now, Kyle Busch going over to that, that would be huge. That would be huge to have Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch on the same team. And, I mean, look at that's that's going to be... Because you at this point now, Kevin Harvick just won. Spoiler alert, guys. If you haven't watched the race yet, Kevin Harvick won. But if he goes... I mean, he, I don't think he's going away this season now. I think he's gotten the taste. I don't think he wants to go. I, I think he, he won... He's happy, and I think he wants to stay. So you put him and Kyle Busch behind Stuart Haas equipment. Look out, man. That I don't know. And he's publicly said he was asked. Kevin Harvick was asked because it's it's been well known that like Stuart Haas is Kevin Harvick's team. Like he kind of runs the show over there. Yes, Tony Stewart owns the team, but but Harvick is the main drivers. Drivers have come and gone through that team during its lifetime, but since Tony Stewart retired. It's been Kevin Harvick's team. He's the top dog over there. You bring in Kyle Busch, two-time series champion, that's one of the greatest talents we've ever seen. That's going to overshadow Harvick a little. So a lot of people, you know, how, how will that, you know, how would he react and stuff? And he was asked and he said, I would absolutely love to race with Kyle Busch. Gave all the right answers. So they're definitely, now whether that's the same answer behind closed doors, you never know, right? Because, you know, but... At least in public, he's given all the right answers and left that door wide open. So now again, this could be nothing. It could be he's going to run a sprint car race. He's going to run the Indy 500, which would be cool too. Something like that because he's done all those things. He's an, Tony Stewart's an Indy car champion. He's a NASCAR champion. He's he's driven sprint car like he's he owns SRX. So he did leave it very very open to many many things it could be. There's the Chevy in there. The switch of manufacturers. Who knows? I was just looking at the at the Discord channel and uh, the Gindy 500, which, uh, by the way, I beat him in DFS this week. I just like to throw that out because <laughs> we have quite the rivalry going now in the Discord channel. But uh, but uh, he says he should have pulled up a chair and plugged in his mic, which I agree with. But uh, yeah, he tossed out. He says he think he he has the feeling Stewart's going to sell the team Ooh. or switch manufacturers. Uh, him sharing the Chevy car, but I, I don't think he's selling the team. I, I, that would be, that would be major for sure. I don't see that happening. They have a pretty good operation over there. They're pretty successful. Gene Haas has a ton of money and Tony's not hurting either. So I don't foresee it being that, but, uh, man, when we, when we record next, hopefully we'll, uh, well, we should have the news by then. Cause it's, it's tomorrow. Tuesday is when, when the announcement will be made. So if you're listening to this post announcement, you might be like, damn, these guys were on it. Or you might be like, what the hell are these guys talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be, yeah, I mean, we'll keep our ears. Obviously, the Discord channel will have all of the, what we'll talk about 
as it happens, real-time action. We'll break it all down for you on the next episode, as we always do, too. So, yeah, a lot to keep your ears open. And that, look, that was just one story. I mean, we're, we could go hours on everything else that's happened. But, uh, again, just jump in that Discord, man. Yeah, that's and then all the good two stuff. Two other talks. notes quick, too, on the, Kyle, on the Kyle Bush thing. So, on the Door Bumper Clear podcast, it's, uh, you know, there's spotters that, uh, you know, spot for cup teams. And they're pretty in the know usually, and they'll drop a lot of hints on stuff. And then like news will come out the next week that this happened. They alluded to the fact that Kyle Bush and Joe Gibbs are no longer talking about a contract, which with the tweet then today from Tony Stewart could make a lot of sense if his deal's already done, which how they would be able to keep the cat in the bag this long. I don't know, but uh, make sure we check twitter before we get a sign off for the day because we might have something to comment on but uh you know it, it's possible and and they had uh uh tweeted out one of them owns a different company but they had tweeted from the company earlier this week that that kyle bush was in talks with a chevy team could he return to the bow tie because he used to race for hendrick motorsports started his cup career with them and, and with chevy so very very interesting this whole kyle bush thing it's going to make big waves, whatever it is. Even if he stays with the team, that's going to be a major thing in its own. But if he doesn't, the the wavelengths that sends out and, and the repercussions from that, you know, you have to assume Ty Gibbs takes over that ride. So many different things that go into it. So I'm very excited to get that news whenever it does finally come out. Maybe they'll keep stringing us along for a few more weeks here, or maybe we'll know tomorrow. Who knows? Yeah, Kyle Busch is a force to be reckoned with. Obviously, super disappointed yesterday. Could not even get his day started. And you saw it on his face, man. He wore every bit of that emotion. And his interviews are always solemn after something bad happens. But this one stung, I think, a little bit more. And you saw in his face that he he took this one a little more personal because I think he's out to prove, especially given the fact that, like you said, he may not be even talking contract anymore. So now... Literally every race is an audition for whatever his next team's going to be, and you want every audition to be spotless, and you want it to be a good performance. But what can you do when you get caught up in the back of the pack and racing with folks that uh, they're just bumping and banging back there? He couldn't avoid it. He did his damn best, man. He was he was close, close to avoiding the yeah, whole. There was thing. a couple guys that barely squeaked through there, and just man, I I think Steve Latart kind of pointed it out on the broadcast, but it's like. What are these Rick Ware cars doing, man? I don't know. I'm all for the little guy and the small team and stuff, but maybe we should just give these chargers to somebody that's going to try and, and have compete in the races. I don't know. It just, and there's been, that was something else they had talked about. There's rumors now Cole Custer might be racing for that team next year, which would allude to, and this could be the announcement too, part, part of the announcement that would allude to maybe Rick Ware and Stuart Haas are teaming. They already have an alliance. Stuart Haas helps him out, but maybe it, it um, you know, strengthens that. Another thing, too, one other thing that could be, Ryan Priest is the reserve driver for Stuart Haas Racing right now, and there's already been rumors that he would take over the 10 car because Eric Almarola has announced he's retiring. Now there's rumors Eric Almarola might come back. That could be part. That could be the announcement, too. There's so many things it could be, but uh could be a whole driver shakeup. Custer's out, Priest is in, Almarola's staying, Kyle Bush is coming. Who knows? It's gonna be gonna be interesting. 
I need that meme where everything, all the numbers are dancing in front of my face and I'm just sitting there trying to beautiful yes. mind it, trying to figure <laughs> out all one the of my different... favorite memes. I love that one. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just all the numbers going around like what's going on. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, well, listen again, we could probably break this down in, in a full three, four episodes, just this alone, but we won't because we've got to recap the weekend of winning hashtag hot ticket summer on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. So we're going to do that in stage two. But before we do, as we always do, let's tell you about Win. Because I know you, you're thinking about joining WinBet. Well, now's the perfect time. Because if you're a new customer and you bet $100, you're going to get a $100 free bet. And if you're betting baseball, you got to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes them the perfect place to bet in the MLB+. Plus. The WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day, 365 or 66, depending on which year it is. Yeah, days a year. You can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. There's so much to choose from, and all you got to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Hey, listen, you like drafting, right? Well, you know who really loves drafting? Ryan Real Money Kramer. Dude's going to be drafting fantasy football best ball teams for 24 straight hours hours he is a beast he did this last year literally i mean look i even woke up about three o'clock in the morning just yeah he can't really do that yeah he did he was up at three o'clock in the morning drafting best ball teams and listen they were really good still at three in the morning so kramer still got his stuff together enough to draft good best ball teams even at three o'clock in the morning after he's been up for 15 straight hours the drafting starts on august 9th at noon pacific hey tune in couple times you're gonna see a couple familiar faces i think i might be popping in there i know cody's popping in there we're gonna be drafting along with ryan we want to make sure that we get our best ball crews in too that we can beat him and take his money and the crew it's we're gonna be raising money for daryl it's a loyal listener who was injured in a motorcycle accident you could draft with ryan and a ton of special guests find out all the details right now at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft day that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft day There are a lot of different books out there and a lot of different prices for your odds. But what if there was one site that had all of them listed for you and you didn't have to go open 15 different tabs to try to figure out which shopping prices are the best for your odds? Guess what? There is. It's Odds Trader. You can compare odds from all the major sports books. You can also get different sign-up codes, promotions from sports books to get the best deal there too. Plus... Not just the odds, folks. This gives you player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather. It has everything you need to make the most informed bets possible. I use it for all of my articles for the SGPN and for everything else that I do because I literally can have everything at the touch of one page. Don't even have to open up several different tabs to get this done. What else does it get? You get handicapping, play-by-play updates, live scores, and bet tracking. Keep track of all your bets, even, that you've made all across the different books. I mean, look, I know you're going to do it anyways at your leisure, but now you have it on one site. Player statistics, key game statistics, all kinds of stuff going on on Odds, tra- on odds Trader. So, go 
to oddstrader.com slash blue wire to get started right now. Oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Odds Trader, it's the number one site for all of your game day bets. Game day bets, Cody, is where we thrive, and we thrived on race day bets this weekend between the Xfinity Series and the Cup Series. It was, of course, the Xfinity Series that led it off for us. And listen, we hyped up one young man named Brandon Jones quite a bit in this race. And hell, if Brandon Jones did just not come up big for us all the way around and looked outstanding, probably could have won that race like we had called. But unfortunately, there was a lot of pit strategy calls. There was a lot of things going on. He got lost in the shuffle, but Brandon Jones came out swinging for us to the tune of a couple of bets. We had him as a top five. He finished in fourth. We had him over Sammy Smith. He finished over Sammy Smith. Boy, that was a close one too. But yeah, so Brandon Jones came through for us in a pinch. Cody, great call on Brandon Jones. Pat yourself on the back. That was a fantastic run by hey, that you kid. Too. You too. You, you're the one who had the, the top five for him and that... That, that one cashed. Yeah, the Sammy Smith one, I had a few people kind of question me on that later in the week. They were like, man, are you sure? And, and I got where they were coming from. Sammy Smith is a really good driver. He's going to be good. He's one of the up-and-coming guys with that Toyota racing development thing. But my point on him was he doesn't have the experience. You're not going to be able to rely on him to, to necessarily get the type of finish you think or he's going to make a mistake. Something's going to happen. And that's exactly what happened. I think it was a pit road violation. Yeah, speeding violation during green flag pit stops. That absolutely sinks your day. He was able to hold on for uh, what he finished, 12th. So still a decent day for him. And he showed great all day. He looked very good. And I was thinking, I was questioning myself a little for a bit there. But in the end, uh, the analysis was right. Brandon Jones, absolutely good at these types of tracks every single time. He was in the mix. Had there been a late caution, I think he would have had a chance to win that. Um, but, but yeah, he cashed a few bets for us and, uh, I had given him out 15 to one as a winner too, to finish fourth at 15 to one. I'll definitely take that anytime that that means that, you know, you were pretty close on a, on a longer shot. So I like it. Yeah. Again. And Sammy Smith, that was a little scary though. Cause Sammy Smith was running in the top five, I think even second place at one yeah, he point was on second for a while, a long yeah. while. And so at, we were a little scared there, but again, you know, this is, this is why, this is why there are 250 miles in this race and you need every single one of them sometimes to get yourself that winner and pit strategies and late cautions and all that stuff can shake up the entire, uh, just the, the entire complexion of a race. And that's what happened in this race. There was a lot of good looking cars that we had picked to win that were running up front that had the opportunity to win. And then the pit strategy just sort of screwed them over, and we we found ourselves on the losing end of the outrights. But on the other hand, some of our other props, our head-to-heads and our top fives, they actually cashed because of those. So, I mean, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, but thankfully, uh, Brandon Jones at plus 400 managed to cover a, a couple of the boo-boos there. And, and then, of course, Brandon yeah. Smith at minus 150 over Sammy Smith definitely carried the day over there as well. Yep, and I, and I think it is important to point out that you know when you just kind of look at it, like you think, well, Brandon Jones doesn't really do much, 
Sammy Smith is a really good young kid coming up. He's going to be in that 18 car. He's been fast all year. So it kind of makes sense, you know, and you were getting him a plus money. So just looking at it on the surface like that, it kind of makes sense to think, well, maybe he he would be the better bet here. But that's where, and I think we've proven this to you with the amount of winners we've given you. Yes, we don't hit all of them. It's not possible to hit all of them. And bad luck can happen. Somebody can get caught up in a wreck, stuff like this. And you could attribute this to quote-unquote bad luck, something happening during the race. But the analysis on that was the inexperience has a much greater chance of leading to that, and that's exactly what happened. So when we dig into this and when we – I mean, we we don't just you know pull stuff up and look at it and just give it to you. We, we're doing the research. We're looking into this. We're going back through the data and all of this stuff, looking at – and you know, and it step, jumps out to us. Brandon Jones, this type of track, always does good. He finished second here the previous year. All these other points, these similar tracks and stuff where he's done well. He'd won at Kansas. All this other stuff comes into it, and that's what we're putting all together for you and spitting out with our picks. So, again, you're going to have bad weeks. You're going to not hit stuff always. We've been on a hot streak, which has been nice, and cash a lot of tickets. We'll get on a cold streak eventually, too. That's how gambling goes. But we are really trying to dig into these for you and, and find a good reason and explain to you why we're doing them and why we think they're good bets. And in this case, again, that analysis was right, and it cashed for you. Cashed for you, and it cashed for you nicely. I mean, there was a lot of happy people on that Discord channel and a lot of happy people on Twitter. So appreciate you guys just showing us how much you enjoy not only this show, but the analysis that we do for you, like Cody was saying, and just the fact that, you know, we're trying to get you winners. You know, at the end of the day, we're trying to get you winners. And, And luckily, we were able to do a lot of that this weekend. It was a great weekend. Another one that cashed was your oh uh, was actually your AJ arms yeah your AJ Almendinger over John Hunter Nemechek. Nemechek was what, not even a factor at did, all. Was he? Did he race? Was he there? No, wait, was I he got, in a Rick Ware car? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Look to his Jeez, credit, man. I didn't. I mean, <laughs> no. To his credit, he actually had a few laps where he was a factor. He was around the top fifteen ish. <laughs> and then and then that was it. Yeah, okay. But yeah, John Hunter Nemechek, not even a thing. And and we said it too. It was not a matter of that he's not a talented driver, but this is not a car he drives all the time. And this is a difficult track to be in in a car that you don't drive all the time. So it, it wasn't that we didn't think he, he could do it. It's just we knew that at this track he wasn't going to be able to compete with these drivers who are regulars every single week. And he proved that. In the fact that he didn't even, let's see, he finished John Hunter Nemechek in 19th position. Not a bad day, but not a great day. And to note, too, I mean, a track like this where it's so much speed and stuff, there's so much reliability on the car you're driving. Look at the results. Uh, Gibbs car, Junior Motorsports, Junior Motorsports, Gibbs, RCR, Junior, uh, Colleague, Colleague, Stuart Haas, Colleague, RCR. Uh, Gibbs uh, all the way to 13th at Brandon Brown is the first non major massive team that almost all those cars have cars in the cup series as well. Other than junior motorsports, which is basically Hendrick light in the, in the Xfinity series. So again, yeah, I mean, it was, we pointed out he was in this car and that's the thing too. If you know, sometimes and I don't think the books even pay attention to which car these guys are in because there's different races where different guys are in different cars. Yeah, when he's in the 18 car for Joe Gibbs, he's going to be a factor to win every time he's in that car, most likely. 
But when he's in the same Hunt car, it's not the same kind of car. Now, on certain tracks, the driver can make up for that. But tracks like this, like Michigan, it's a lot more reliant on the actual car. There's only so much he can do, which wasn't much <laughs> this week. And that's where we jumped on it for these couple of bets and, again, cashed them because he was nowhere to be found. I, I do not remember seeing him one time during that race or hearing his name mentioned. He just was not around at all. Yeah. I heard it mentioned once. Somebody said, oh, and there's John Hunter Nemechek, and that was it. And that was the last time I heard of him. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, that was a, a definitely a good call on that part. Uh, and then, of course, we cashed Noah Gragson over uh, Josh Berry. And this one was a little scary, too, for a while because – Gragson cycled out and and it was part of that pit strategy that kind of took him out of the lead and Barry had been battling all day long around the front and and showed speed and and was ahead of uh Gragson for a while in fact Barry uh even well yeah Barry led a few laps there he led about three laps from lap 104 I think he had a pit did he have a penalty or a mistake he had a mistake on pit road yeah as well so and that cost him and man both days, I mentioned it earlier that the best car didn't win either day. Noah Gragson had clearly the best car Saturday and Denny Hamlin on Sunday. Both of them elected to stay out and get the one playoff point in the second stage. And they both got the playoff point. But I feel like both of them gave up the four extra bonus points and the win that they probably both could have gotten had they not done that strategy. And that's something... We've seen multiple times this year, and, and again, we saw it in both races this, this weekend. So I guess the guys on Sunday didn't learn from the guys on Saturday. But, uh, man, I get taking every point you can get, but if you're, if you're costing yourself a chance at another win and those five bonus points you get for that, it just – again, these guys are, are the big they, – they get paid the big bucks to be the crew chiefs for a reason. But very qu- – and again, you know, obviously – Anything could have happened. Maybe you wouldn't have won. You look back and you go, well, at least we got a playoff point out of the deal. I get that. And you get points in the regular season standings and all that as well, which matter towards more playoff points. But, man, I really feel like both of those guys, I mean, it's no question that those were the two best cars on the weekend for each race. Had there been late cautions or had they had more time, they might have. Should Denny Hamlin drove from like 35th to uh, whatever he finished, like fourth in, in like – 15 laps at the end of that race or something. It was crazy. And had there been another caution, he probably would have won the thing. Same with Gregson. But um, yeah, again, just, just strategy calls that, that uh, didn't work, but the head to head did pay off here with, uh, I mean, we were on Gregson. I had him to win at plus 400. You had him in this head to head matchup. And I think we were definitely spot on there. He was very clearly the best car on Saturday. Yep. Just again, strategy himself out of the win. I mean, he's, but he still finished third. So, uh, not a bad day for Noah Gragson. It just could have, could have, would have, should have, and it could have been a better day. Uh, speaking of John Hunter Nemechek, I, I flipped this in the show, but I didn't flip it on the sheet. Uh, I had Riley Herbst over John Hunter Nemechek, and that was never even in question, to be honest with you. Herbst finished ninth and, uh, it, well, okay. For a couple of, of, of laps there, it was actually, they were in the same vicinity. So I was thinking to myself, man, what the hell is going on that Riley Herbst is this far back? But thankfully, he managed to find uh, some speed. He got a, a good pit, and he moved his way back up inside the top 10, really just crushing the hell out of this bet. It was at plus 105. Remember I told you Riley Herbst, John Hunter Nemechek at plus money? That's insane. And guess what? Riley came up for us and, and cashed that plus money bet. 
yep, so much value there. And again, I think a case of either the book's not paying attention, maybe not caring, whatever the case is, where they don't look into what are these guys in. Because yeah, if John Hunter is in the 18 car, you would take that bet, the John Hunter side of things. But being in the 26 car, whatever number that that car is, I think that's what it was. It's 26, yeah. But uh, just uh, it was, it didn't make any sense at all. Plus money, great call by you, Riley Herbst, Mister Ninth Place. He's right in that area every week. Did it again and and again. It was good enough to to cash another plus money bet on the weekend. Remember these names. This is why we go over this. It's not to pat ourselves on the back, which is fun. I mean, look, we like patting ourselves on the back just as much as you do. Uh, but but we're, we're bringing up names. We're bringing up philosophies. We're bringing up strategies. And we're, we're trying to give you the, uh, the tools to be able to go out and do this again next week and to figure out how to, to replicate these types of bets. Because, like I said, it's fun, to, it's fun to go back, especially when you win. But we do it even when we lose. Uh, so this is, this is more for you and for us than it is for anything else, uh, you know, for kudos sake. So that leads in, oh, good. And and if if it's your first time listening, we do, you know, we're, we're transparent. We go through the losses just as much as we go through the wins. We're bragging a little more this week because we hit a big one on Sunday. Rod had a big one on Sunday, I should say. And, uh, and, uh, you know, and we've had quite a few good weeks in a row, which has been nice, but this is our process. We walk back through, why did we make this bet? Sometimes I did it a couple weeks ago when I bet on retired Martin Truex Jr. <laughs> Why the fuck did I do this? Don't let me do this again. Uh, and and so it's good to walk through the process. But also now going forward, when you see John Hunter Nemechek on your options for betting list, you can be like, I need to see which car he's in. Because if he's in this car, it makes sense. If he's in this car, it probably doesn't make sense. Exactly. So it's you know things you can learn and pick up on. And again, it helps us too walk through the process. Why did we do this? What what was the reasoning for taking this? Why was it stupid? Why was it good? And, and yeah, the whole process helps us, helps you, helps everybody. I'd say it's been working so far. Give a DJ a pick, and he'll win for a week. Teach a DJ to pick, and he will <laughs> win for the month. Like right in that house for life. I don't know. Boom, Rod. Damn, that's good. <laughs> we're, we're clipping that out. Later. Actually, we need to. We need to. We need to make a T-shirt for that too, don't we? Yo, yes. Uh, all right. Let's right, get we're writing down a note for that right now. Let's get back to the picks. Uh, we were just sort of dodging because this is the one that we missed. <laughs> Sheldon Creed, <laughs> top five at plus three fifty. Not a bad bet. Just not a good. Uh, not a good result. Sheldon Creed finished eleventh. Not too far out from a top five finish, but. Unfortunately, he just did not have the the car to get it done today. He didn't. He couldn't hang with the bigger bigger cars this weekend, and it was it was clear. Yeah, and it, he was kind of in the mix a little, but not really ever threatening. His teammate finished in fifth, so the car, the program should have been good enough to get it done. I had a little more faith in him, but again, he. I mean, overall, although we've cashed on him a few times this year, overall he's he's kind of been just disappointing with the season he's had. It's been unfortunate. I think he's a really good driver and I hope they get things figured out, but yep. Just saw, I mean, plus three fifty. So, so there was some value there. I felt like, but, but did miss on this one. Yeah. Unfortunately, but again, it's, it's a bet that we would make again because he showed that he's able to do it. And, and unfortunately this is just one of those weeks again, strategy calls played a big part in a lot of this too. So it could have been different had a pit stop gone differently. So and, and no late cautions at the end of these races. Those, I mean, those could have shaken the whole thing. I was 
Oof, I was uh, holding my breath for you at the end of the cup race there uh, for myself too. Cause of course I had to throw a little on Kevin Harvick. I couldn't, couldn't miss out if you're going to hit on that, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, holding my breath, especially when that car blew a tire. Oh, I don't remember who it was. Oh, there was just shit going everywhere. And I'm like, Oh, this is going to be a caution. Denny Ham is going to win this race and fuck everything up. <laughs> Luckily it didn't happen, but uh, <laughs> our fade Denny, our fade Denny streak is sort of intact, but uh, all right. The finals look, we already talked about our, our outrights. You had Gregson, you had Brandon Jones as well. I had AJ Allmendinger uh, again. It was Gregson. It was Allmendinger, two of the best cars all day long had the possibility to try to end up winning that. It probably would have been Gregson. That guy was way too fast. Almondinger was up there. Almondinger led a couple of laps, but I don't know that he would have been able to hold off Gregson for an entire race, but, you know, he was up front. He was up front all day long. Finished seventh, so still yeah. not a bad... I, I, and I'd say good value for what we got him all at, too. I mean, Gregson was only 4-1, to one, but he clearly had the best car, so he, he could have easily won that race, and you cash 4-1, to one, you take that every day. Brandon Jones, 15-1. to one, Excellent value for a guy who was in the mix all day. I mean... There was two restarts where he took like 10 spots by the time they got to turn one. And you're just like, whoa, the rocket that launched out of that, like just crazy. But he looked good. So I feel like we got good value there. And even eight to one on Almondinger, he finished seventh. Yeah, not that great, but he won here last year. You know, he's on a hot streak with winning last week. So I think there was good value on all of them, even though none of them hit. I think we made up for it on the weekend. So, so I wouldn't really go back and change any of those picks. It's man, it's tough. Xfinity series is the toughest series to, to pick in right now. It is the cup series is, is hard because we've seen 15 different winners, but I, it just seems like things are a little, there's a little easier read on that with this, these Xfinity series guys, like each and every week you can make a case for Ty Gibbs to win. You can make a case for Almondinger. You can make a case for Allgaier. You can make a case for Gregson. You know, you can make a case for Barry, and then there's a couple other guys who slip in there. Austin Hill, you can make a case certain point. Like, so uh, there's so many good guys, and each and every, and it just, and then the race starts, and you're like, man, that's gonna be the guy today. And it, but yeah, so again, I, I think good value on all these, and I think they were all good, good bets to place. All three finished in the top seven. You, you knew they were fast cars, so we yeah. we had we had it, we had it on. Especially lock. when you got an eight to one and a fifteen to one in there. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, and by the way. Ty Gibbs wins. What? <laughs> With a week, we don't pick Ty Gibbs to win. He <laughs> the wins. one week, yeah. Every week, it's like, oh, just bet on Ty Gibbs. You can't, you can't not bet on him. <laughs> this week, we'd pass up on him, and uh, he goes out. Then he gets a tenth place in the Cup Series. Damn, Ty Gibbs. All right, Killer. well, we'll talk about that Cup race in Stage Three. But uh, yeah, great week in the Xfinity Series. We only had one, really, one head-to-head, one, one prop that didn't cash, and of course, the outrights, but. Still, I mean, if you if you bet on any one of those, you are still walking away uh, with some money in your pocket. And again, we tell you, if, if even if you bet top fives, top tens for our, our picks, um, tail that at least, to the very least, you'll be making some money. So, a lot of fun. All right, let's, uh, let's recap the cup race when we come back for stage three. But before we do, run your pool, kids. Run your pool is the home of competition. It's bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game under the sun from Pick'em and Survivor to Fantasy Pools. It's one-stop shop 
for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. We've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. Totally free to enter, and some amazing prizes are going to be announced soon. So hop in right now and reserve your spot. Get in over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. Let's talk about Sleeper. It's the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. I know you probably already have a fantasy league or 10 or 20 over there. I know I use it for mine. Look, they just passed four million users. You're probably one of them already, but now... Did you know that you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game? First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over or the under. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to 20 times the money that you put in. With the NFL season right around the corner, Sleeper is the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. And the main reason I'm excited about the over-under on Sleeper is it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and we can all play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together, so stop whatever you're doing right now. Download the Sleeper app and play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends. Make some money on your mobile phone by joining our listener group. It's over at sleeper.com slash SGP. Sleeper's going to automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP, and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Do you know that browsing online using incognito mode does not actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well be giving away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISPs, and all sorts of other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN. Makes it easy to stay truly and private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting one 100% of your data. That means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It is literally that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on your speed to your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. So whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for you with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you got to do, tap one button, you're instantly protected. You won't even know that it's on. So stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP. Use the promotional code SGP. Claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. Yeah, I ran out of music. So what? It's all right. I'm still going. Still telling you about IPVanish. Make sure you're uh, browsing securely so that way all of the winnings that you took home from your Cup Series bets go strictly to you and not to your ISPs or other prying eyes like Cody and myself. Uh, But yeah, buddy, there was quite a few hits this weekend in the uh, NASCAR, what is it, the, uh, what was it, the, the Firekeepers Casino 400. I think we hit sevens, my friends, or fours, as it were. On the old slot machine there. Uh, fours. fours. Hit the fours. Hit I the think fours. You're, uh, yep, spot on. Uh, but what a fun race. This was, <clears throat> look, I know that we've had, especially in the past, there was a lot of those fuel mileage races. There's a lot of those strategy races that 
the, and and as much as the leaders led a lot of laps in this, I still felt engaged. Maybe that was because I I knew the consequences of what we had picked up the on on the entire betting weekend, but I still felt engaged because I still felt like this race belonged to just about anybody, and it literally well, could have been. I mean, Harvick led thirty eight laps. Denny Hamlin led thirty eight laps. It's not those were the highest two lap leaders on the day. So it's not like we've seen in previous years where Kyle Larson, you know, it's a whatever, I don't know how many laps, 200 laps. So where Kyle Larson leads 189 of 200 laps and the only 11 he didn't lead is because they were cycling through pit stops, you know, like it's been still so much parody. There were so many different points. Different guys could have won that race. And that's what made it so exciting. Different guys looked good throughout the day. Then you have guys getting penalties. I mean, Hamlin and Larson both go to the back and come back to the front. And, and just stuff was all sorts of crazy. But it's it's still, it's been much more spread out. And it's not just been one guy. There's been different storylines throughout the day. Different things happening. Different guys getting taken out early. And, you know, you cash a bet early on that way. You know, it's it's nice when you cash a bet 20 laps into a race, you know, and you're like, okay, at least I got one today, right? <laughs> and check. Yeah, that was, that was, I mean, 25 laps in, 24, 25 laps in, that was when the big one happened in Michigan. Sindrick, Kyle Busch, J.J. Yaley, Eric Almarola, Ricky Stenhouse, uh, Harrison Burton kind of limped around, still had to come off of that one, so that already took out five, six cars right out of the butt. That hit Cindric took, too. Ooh, that was vicious. Man, he hit the wall hard. Yeah. Which, yeah. again, speaks to the safety of these cars, how far NASCAR has come. We've seen hits, like, less bad than that do much worse. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy how safe they've made these cars. Again, there's always danger, and guys can get hurt and worse. But it's been much, much, much better much safer than it used to be. So definitely big props to NASCAR on that. Indeed. And it kept our bets in check. So what did we, which one did we pick or did we cash 24 laps in? I'll just start off with it. It was Kyle Larson over Kyle Busch. Kyle Larson came in at plus money on this one too. Plus 100. I mean, it wasn't super juiced, but I mean, plus 100. Hey, plus money is plus money. Plus money is plus money. And Kyle Larson <laughs> did finish over Kyle Busch and didn't take but 25 laps for you to be up uh, on the on the green or red or you won money 25 laps in if you bet this one no matter what color it was you won money <laughs> <laughs> the money's green so that's what you got so yeah uh yeah kyle larson over Kyle and and listen honestly i know kyle bush had a fast car but i still feel like kyle larson would have fit would have cashed this bet even if kyle bush did not get taken out because kyle larson we, we talked about it he went back to the he went to the back Drove back up to the, he had a fast car all day long, and I think he still could have beaten this Kyle Busch, regardless of if Kyle Busch would have crashed like he did. Yep, and, and you know, we talked about it how this was kind of a race that would show us with Kyle Larson, and I think it did show. I don't know, I'm torn on what it showed us. He wasn't <laughs> dominant, and he didn't wasn't in the conversation really to win, but he was fast. He looked good, so it showed us he's going to be around, but he's not. He's not last year's Kyle Larson for sure. Yep, but again, plus money with his track history here. Again, we've not put much into track history before, but it was notable here. It paid off at a couple different bets for us when we get to the Ford bet down the line. But uh, yeah, 
my first one i had chase elliott top five minus 110 it didn't pan out uh i think he had a chance at it he had a late pit stop where it was like a 19 second stop which is not good i think that was during green flag too so that really kind of just killed the the end of the day but he uh, he had points where he kind of looked fast he wasn't necessarily just crushing it all day like i had maybe thought he would um an 11th place finish again it was only minus 110 i felt like there was good value based on the fact that he'd been running so good we've seen momentum carry for these guys race in and race out he didn't get it done this time but uh i'm not sweating that one too bad hey but an 11th place finish he was tooling around in the 18th 19th he was way he was in the back for yeah, he was the struggling for he was struggling for a while he was 19th yeah. for a long time i kept looking i'm like 19th okay boy <laughs> yeah i mean but, he, yeah and then again a late pit, a late pit penalty for him and ty gibbs ty gibbs finished 10th he finished 11th both of them on that same pit stop had that that late penalty it cost them both, but they recovered well. And a 10th and 11th for both of those guys, still a good day. I don't think it was a bad bet for the odds you got it at. Um, again, it, it didn't cash this week, but I would I would place it again. Yeah, and and look, pit strategy may have killed him, but it also got him to 11th because if it wasn't for the pit strategy that he used, he wouldn't have gotten back up to the front. I mean, he was, by all rights and accounts, dead to rights until the last sort of couple of pit cycles where he kind of moved up front because of it. And and kept sort of that track position and yeah so yep. thankfully and they, yeah and they they were one of the cars that got stuck earlier in the race when green flag pit stops were happening he had just pitted then the Chastain and Bell thing happened that stuck him back to be and I got the wave around and got right back on the lead lap but then you're behind all these cars that hadn't pitted just kind of behind the eight ball all day and again we've seen the consistency from these guys there's a good chance he locks up the regular season championship this weekend which is crazy in this day and age, especially this year with everything we've seen. But, uh, but again, for them to be able to recover yet again, have another good solid day. That's why he's got such a crazy points lead because this team has just been consistent. They've figured it out. We saw it the week before on the road course, shitty stuff all day pitting when they didn't mean to pit. <laughs> I mean, and you recover and you're in second, uh, you know, with three laps to go before disaster strikes. But, but, you know, this team's been getting it done, and, and uh, you know, I'm going to be picking him to win in two weeks again when we go to Watkins Glen. You can just go ahead and write that down right now. I don't care what the result is this weekend. You can make fun of me all you want for picking him again, but uh, there's no way I'm not picking him on a road course coming up. But uh, maybe I'll skip him this week for Richmond. I haven't got that far yet. <laughs> We're already looking. At, everybody's looking ahead to Watkins Glen. It's funny. Everybody's overlooking <laughs> Richmond. It's yeah. funny. Uh, all right. So, well, the next bet that we placed was – Hashtag fade Denny Hamlin over Tyler Reddick. And look, the the hype on the fading Denny, we have to slow our roll. Denny Hamlin finished third in this race. Tyler Reddick had an unfortunate engine incident uh, around lap 110 that basically took him out of the race and, and finished his day. So, uh, again, I mean, this was one that, you know, Reddick, yeah, he went out on 110. But, look, Denny Hamlin could have very easily gotten caught up on something, too. And, and Reddit could have come back on. I mean, it was just a lot of craziness. So you cashed this yeah, bet you, once Tyler Reddick was down. You were spot on on this one. And, I mean, we'll just go jump down the road for my one of my later ones here. I had Elliott over Hamlin. Big swing and miss on that. Hamlin looked good. Um, actually, which is crazy. Odds usually are not out this early on Monday. But they are out already for Richmond. And Hamlin is the favorite at Richmond, which is actually 
unfortunate for all of you because if he wasn't the favorite, there's a good chance I was actually going to be on him to win this week based on how that team's been going. Now that he's the favorite, 6-1, to one, I don't know if I'm going to pull the trigger. I haven't got that far into things. But I was kind of hoping that he would be tucked down a little bit, a little farther down there. And uh, I I will not be fading Denny Hamlin or Toyota, period, going to Richmond. We'll get into that, obviously, later on. But, uh, yeah, you, you were spot on. I'm, I missed out on on both of those. I I went against you, and you, you won the head-to-head there. And uh, and then, yeah, I had Elliott over him as well and, and did not – didn't pan out there. I'm telling you, I I had a feeling about him this week. I just I I just had a feeling. I really did. That was that was all there was to it. So, uh, but you did end up cashing this next one, and literally by the skin of your teeth, <laughs> you had you had Ryan Blaney over Martin Truex Jr. Cody, where where did both of those guys finish? Let's see. Ryan Blaney finished fifth. Martin Truex Jr. finished sixth. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, skin of my teeth. Really, this could have gone either way. Both guys looked good throughout the day. Truex, again, had a pretty fast car. Again, not able to capitalize. We'll see. He's one of the favorites this coming weekend as well. But uh, here's a statistic on Ryan Blaney. Um, he has – well, where did I write that down at? He has led uh, – well, oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, uh, Blaney has led 18 – in 18 of 23 races this season. He's led laps 18 to 23. We've had 15 different winners and Blaney is not one of them. And he's still second place in the points. That's insane. What, what is going on here? I just, man, I was big on Blaney this weekend. He definitely didn't impress. Like I thought he would, he was still decent. He finished up here in fifth. So that's obviously, that's a good day for him. I expected a little more from that team. I expected for them to be up front more. He wasn't up front quite as much. Um, but, man, this team has been so good this year, and they've just been so snake-bitten. Not, not to the degree of like a Tyler Reddick earlier in the season where you know they were just finishing last every week, but it's like they've got these good cars. Again, we saw it at the road course the week before. He was up in third place until that last restart. Gets dumped on the restart, and, and it just – man, I, I just thought that was crazy. 18 to 23 races. He's led laps. He's been up front. He's not been able to get it done, and it's just been rough for him. Hopefully, if they get things turned around, obviously with 15 cars winning now, he's second place in the regular season standings, and he's the last guy on the bubble right now. And if somebody else wins, he's out. He could finish second in the regular season standings and not make the playoffs. That, I mean, that's the way we wanted it, right? That's the that, drama that, we wanted. Dude, I love it. I, it's great. I. <laughs> As much as I love Ryan Blaney, I, and I don't want to see that for him, that's what this system was designed to do. It puts the emphasis on the wins. You have to go out and win. And a guy like Denny Hamlin has been able to win multiple times, even though it's been an overall crappy season for him, and he's way down on the points. He's locked in. He's got a chance. You have to go out and win. And that 12 team has not been able to get it done yet. They've got a couple of good chances. Richmond's a good track for him. Uh, Daytona's a great track for him. So... We'll see, and if nobody else knew wins, then he can easily point his way in. That's a close battle as well between him and Truex. But, but yeah, crazy crazy stat on, on him leading, eight, leading in 18 of 23 races and yet to get a win. Yeah, well, well speaking of Truex, I had him as the top Toyota. Well, he was the third Toyota in line behind Denny Hamlin and the guy that you picked to be the top Toyota. You were dead on to this, and, in fact, 
He was so fast, he started from the front, too, and he probably could have won this race, and he seems to think that he let everybody down. But, Cody, we, we, I know there's a lot of pressure. I know there's a lot of pressure to go out and win. I know there's a lot of pressure to go out and beat everybody else. But, man, I, I think what the announcers had said after the race it was so basically spot on in saying that you have to take a step back sometimes and realize that for you to go out, to grab the pole, to, to take second place in this race that was full of all kinds of shenanigans, and to still be the top of your manufacturer, your guy had a fantastic day when it's all said and done, right? Yeah, and his spotter, Freddie Kraft, was talking about that this week. Like, they're trying to get through to Bubba that you don't have to go out and win every week. This run he's been on, a fifth place at a road course, a second place after winning the pole at a track like Michigan, like, this is where they want to be, and this is the results he needs. It is so hard to win in this sport. Yes, there's been 15 different winners this year. That's an abnormality and not something we usually see but it is hard to win. These are the best drivers, some of the best drivers in the entire world, the best stock car drivers in the world, hands down. And it is it is tough. And, and you know, I think it's like only, he had like five top tens or something in like 170 starts. And now he's got five this year alone in this car. You know, that 43 car in the old car was not the same as this kind of car. He wasn't getting as good of equipment. He's really hard on himself, and I'm sure I can't imagine the pressure that guy gets. He he can read like anybody else can. I'm sure he tries to avoid that stuff, but it's hard to avoid it. It's everywhere you look, and it's unfortunate. But super impressed with him. He has done a great job. We and again, that's the thing about us doing this early in the week. Is you didn't get ten to one on. Bubba to be the top Toyota after he goes out and sits on the pole. We told you on Wednesday when we recorded this, that he's going to be good here. We gave you the reasons. We gave you the comparisons to Kansas. The team was good with Bush out. He's getting all the focus, all of that stuff. Then he goes out, lays it on the pole, finishes second, top Toyota, 10 to 1. Even if you didn't have the winner, if you're cashing a 10 to 1 bet on a Sunday, that's a hell of a day. So, again digging into this for you for a reason. And there's a reason we give you these bets. Yeah. 10 to one's a longer shot. So you're not always going to hit these ones, but obviously there was a reason that we gave it to you and it hit. And so, yeah, makes for a good day, but yeah, Bubba, his time's coming. He's got more wins. He, he's already got a win. So he, he does have that. Now it was the rain shortened thing and all of that, but it's still a win. He kisses the girl. He gets the trophy. You look back in the record book, he got the win. He's got more coming to him soon, and I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. And he, he's got a home in 2311 for a long time with Michael Jordan, with Denny Hamlin. That team is going to be, woof, 2024. Watch out for that team with Tyler Reddick, Bubba, and or more drivers. They're going to be one of the top teams. It's going to be fun to watch. But, but yeah, again, I, I think you still had good value on, on Truex at your plus 550. Being up there, you know, we finished six, so so that was not bad. We, Toyota did much better than we thought they would. We weren't really on them; we were on Ford, which worked out good for us. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, awesome to cash to cash that ten to one on Bubba for a top Toyota. Indeed, again, like we said, uh, Truex was sixth place, so it wasn't as if it was that bad of a call. But yeah, I mean, it was Denny Hamlin, it was Bubba Wallace's day for the most part. But 
Uh, we'll we'll wrap up with your winners before we get to the big the big thing. But yeah, you had Elliot and Blaney as a winner, and then the exacta of Elliot and Larson, or Larson and Elliot rather. Um, I mean, look, we've already talked about Elliot's day. We talked about Blaney's day, and we talked about Larson's day. So you know, again, yep. and for the value and all those, again, yeah. I would I would place them again. Thirteen to one on Blaney finishes fifth, and even plus seven fifty on Elliot. Again, disrespectful. He's being disrespected again this week by the books. It's ridiculous. I the guy has had. The, we just talked about how he's had the best season of anybody, and he's getting disrespected every week. It's ridiculous. But I'd, I'd make these bets again. I I like them still, and, and you know we we missed on these, but uh, made up for it elsewhere. Indeed. Uh, all right. So then the big story of the day was our Ford winning manufacturer at plus four hundred, and then of course I gave you Joey Logano to begin with. Right, that was my initial guy that I was going with. Joey Logano finishes fourth. So once again, we were and at not, what sixteen to one at sixteen to one. Joey Logano was was sixteen massive to one. Massive value, right? Massive value. And then Cody nudged me into ch- just go ahead and, and laying out the official Kevin Harvick pick because I I, I didn't want to do it to you guys again. I didn't want to sound like a broken record and and lose you guys more money. But I I had a feeling. I had this feeling that Kevin Harvick was going to take it this week because the dude was just it was Michigan. That that's he's he's got the most active wins. He's he's literally just run Michigan like it's his own home track. So yeah. So we gave out the official 25 to 1 Kevin Harvick and just like everybody else on the announcing team said, nobody gave Ford's a chance. Nobody gave Kevin Harvick a chance. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast gave him a chance. He goes out and delivers a 25 to 1 victory. I love it. It was so awesome. All you, Rod, you did it. You've been on him all season. I doubted you. You finally started to win me back over enough for me to say, eh, there's some value there. But uh, I'm glad you glad you jumped on it, glad you took it. And, uh, yeah, if you haven't listened to that, the clip, I we were able to clip out the audio, put it on our Twitter, go back and listen. Rod breaks it down perfectly and gives it to you. And, yeah, 25 to 1, that's a hell of a cash again. Previous to this season, not something you saw very often other than super speedways. But this season, we've hit that's the second time we've hit 25 to 1. That's what Tyler Reddick was at Road America when we hit that. We've had 40 to 1 with Chastain earlier in the season. Uh, again, I can't even keep track of all the 10 to 1s, 12 to 1s, 15 to 1s. So many good big winners, but yet another one. Good job to you, Rod. You killed it like you always do. But uh, yeah, glad you. I just stuck to your gut. Don't always listen to me. I don't always know what I'm talking about. Just most of the time. <laughs> but uh, no, props to you. Big hit. That's yeah, super awesome for everybody that tailed. Congratulations. And uh, yeah, always a good week when you hit a 25 to one. Feels good. And and look, honestly, more than the the 25 to one, more than the fact that uh, we we called a winner. Just watching him win, and I'm gonna tell you right now, Cody, as as a girl dad, I am going to enjoy watching these celebrations and not just as a girl dad, but as a dad in general, where they bring their kids and, and let them grab the flag. In fact, Kevin's daughter didn't want to grab it. Right. She's like, no, no, I'm good. And yet he was like, no, no, go ahead. And then ride with him. Uh, yeah, that was a special. I love those moments, man. I- Same here. And yeah, girl dad myself. It's so great to see those moments. Like they get it. You know, celebrate with their family. We saw it a couple weeks ago with Denny Hamlin. Yeah. The wind got taken away. She still has the flag. She still has the memories. She got to do it with him, but he got to do it. And they showed that on the broadcast. He got to do it a few years ago with his son, Keelan. And now to get a chance to do it with his daughter, experience that with her. 
she's pretty young, but just old enough where she's going to remember it. She's going to be able to look back on it and, and, you know, get a ride in the car afterwards and everything. Super awesome. It's so good to see the, not just the driver side of these guys, the family man side, especially if you've been, watched the sport for a long time. When Kevin Harvick was young gun, he, he was, I mean, he was Kyle Busch before Kyle Busch was Kyle Busch. Like, just wrecking people left and right. And, and I mean, he had big shoes to fill. He literally took over the car that Dale Earnhardt drove was thrust into that the week after Earnhardt, you know, was killed at the Daytona 500 and and he's still racing today, still winning this many years later. Incredible. But to see the family side of them, the dad side of them and to have watched them throughout their life and the progressions and, and changes and stuff, all just super cool to see. And again, anytime they get to celebrate with their kids in victory lane, it, it makes the story that much better. Yes, it does. Give me all of that. And I can't wait for that uh, that drama that's about to come out, that docuseries that's about to come out too. That's Dude. Gonna be fantastic. Oh my goodness. Yes. If you have not seen that, USA has a a documentary. It's it's you know, kind of NASCAR's version of Drive to Survive almost. The production value, at least in the trailer, is freaking sweet. I am gonna be glued to the TV when that comes out. It looks awesome, but yeah, you're going to get a lot of behind the scenes of these guys. Um, I mean, and even like the Austin Dillon show, it's more of a reality show kind of stuff, but I've seen a few episodes of that, and that's pre- it's pretty cool just to, again, get a glimpse behind the drivers and their lives and what goes on in their daily life besides just the guy in the helmet strapped into the car, you know, and, and you identify him as the car, basically, so... Do we Good do, to see. I'm excited for do it. Do we do a uh, an Austin Dillon rewatch show? Is that what we become after the season's over? Do we just watch it and break down each episode? Is that hey, if we need content to fill for the wintertime, <laughs> we can we can break down the Austin Dillon reality show. It's not a to. long it's not a long off season, so I mean we probably have enough time to break down each episode. So uh, all right, speaking of breaking down stuff, we go from the Fires Keeper, the Firekeepers Casino 400 to the Federated Auto Parts 400 at the Richmond Raceway next week. We will be, and we'll talk a little bit about what to expect in some of the early favorites now that we have lines. Uh, obviously, we won't give you our bets yet, but we'll at least we'll break some of it down when we come back for stage three. But before we do, I want to remind you that Draft Day 2.0 is taking place very, very soon. It is August 9th. It is today if you're listening. It is tomorrow night if you're, or tomorrow if you're, it's happening. It's just happening for 24 hours straight. So I'm sure at some point tomorrow you'll have a time to catch it where Ryan Real Money Kramer is going to be drafting fantasy football best ball teams for 24 straight hours. And yes, he will do it for 24 straight hours. Drafting starts on August 9th at noon Pacific. We're going to be raising money for Daryl, a loyal listener who has injured himself in a motor accident. Uh, motorcycle accident. You can draft with Ryan and a ton of special guests. Find all the details for this at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft day. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft day. Again, we turn to the short track in Richmond for the Federated Auto Parts 400. We've been here once before, Cody, and in that race, uh, we watched one of your favorite people cross the line, and that was Denny Hamlin. Uh, but you look back at some of the past winners of this, it was Martin Truex in 2021, Alex Bowman in 2021 as well, Brad Keselowski in 2020, Truex back-to-back in 2019, Kyle Busch back-to-back in 2018, Kyle Larson, Joey Logano, uh, another Denny Hamlin up there before we get into the Carl Edwards and the Matt Kenseth of the world. So, I mean, look, back-to-back, 
Toyota wins. We saw how strong Toyota was in last week's race. And now we look at the odds. Uh, Cody, the first four favorites. <laughs> What's the manufacturer? All Toyotas. What's the team? And uh, <laughs> I, all, all Joe Gibbs Racing. I I don't blame them, to be honest. Uh, man, Toyota has just owned this track, and we talked about it. Again, this is a track we've already been to this season, which is very helpful to be able to look back on a track we've been to this season with drivers in their current rides with this brand-new car. Again, it was a lot earlier in the season. I mean, this race was all the way back in – when was this race? It was back in April, April. beginning of April, April 3rd. So – so again, we've learned a lot. The drivers have learned a lot. A lot of things have changed. A lot more guys have won since then, all of that stuff. But it is nice to be back and look. Now, Richmond in the past had been super boring, follow the leader races. There was no passing. Not the case this time at Richmond. And that's been one we've referred to a few times since then where we've said, you know, look, this track was boring before, but it wasn't this time. It was an exciting race. You did have, looking at the results, a Toyota won, but a Ford was second, a Chevy was third, then Toyota, then Chevy, then Toyota, then Ford, then Chevy. So you had a good mixture of all of the manufacturers up there. Was a Toyota dominant day. Truex led a lot of that race. Hamlin led a lot of that race. Hamlin winning it, obviously. Um, but uh, and Ryan Blaney on the on the pole for that race and a Ford. So, but yeah, Toyota has been good here before. I've come into this week with the mindset of leaning heavy Toyota. There's been races we've, we, you know, there's a lot of manufacturer specific stuff looking at a lot of these races and we nailed it last week with Ford. Now Toyota started the week looking pretty good, but didn't exactly look as good during the race. They look pretty good. Obviously we talked about Denny Hamlin having the best car probably, but a lot of times you can look at manufacturers and something just kind of sticks last week. It was Ford. Look how many bets we cashed with that this week for me, it's going to be Toyota. I haven't dug, done all the digging and placed my bets yet or anything like that. Um, again, lines just came out today on Monday. But, but yeah, this has been a very Toyota-heavy track in the past. I would not expect that to be much different this week. Second place was Kevin Harvick, all I'm saying, last or the beginning of this year. And What's he, the, what, what are his odds at? Uh, Kevin Harvick's coming in right now at... Ooh. Plus 1,500. Wow. Yeah, I had to scroll one to get to him. last week, and he's 15 to 1. Wow. The disrespect by the books this year, Rod. Ah. Early in the season with Chastain, just getting disrespected every week. Yeah. Elliot's been getting disrespected. He's 9 to 1 even here. I, what are we doing? I don't know. What are I, we doing? I'm, I'm just saying. But, yeah. I Harvick mean, gets second here and wins last week, and he's 15 to 1. <laughs> 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 yeah, I was going to say some <laughs> of those early think. favorites. It's it's Martin Truex at plus 600, Denny Hamlin at plus 600, Kyle Busch at plus 700, Christopher Bell at plus 800, and then, yeah, your Chase Elliott at plus 900. Kyle Larson, who earlier this season uh, finished in fifth, he is at plus 1,000. So, you know, your top five coming in there at about plus 1,000. William Byron actually led a ton of laps. He's at plus 2,000 in this race, and he finished third earlier this season so it's, it's gonna be hard to pick winners this week yeah, there's a there's lot of value on the board not gonna be easy at all a lot of value yep so again this is the stuff we're gonna keep in mind as we get our bets together for tomorrow's episode for you um you know again if we talk about the toyotas and the joe gibbs toyotas being dominant here 2021 
the last race of that uh, on that track in 2021. It was Martin Truex Jr., Danny Hamlin, Christopher Bell, Chase Elliott, and Joey Logano that wrapped out the top five. But three of the five, all Kibbs Toyotas, uh, just, again, dominating at this track. Uh, before that, in the Toyota owners, Hamlin was second. Christopher Bell was fourth. Truex was fifth. So, again, these are the, the trends we're going to be looking at as we put together our betting cards for Tuesday's show for this uh, for this short track race that we're going to be uh, going to be experiencing. It's 400 laps, three quarters of a mile on this uh, on this track. So, again, like we said last la- earlier this year, the winning margin was a half a second, 0.552 seconds between Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick almost had his first win of the season way back in April. Maybe would have changed the entire trajectory of his season. Uh, but again, this could come down to this again with him. He didn't lead any laps, but boy, he was damn close at the end to picking up a victory. So lots of stuff to break down on Tuesday when we do it, Cody. But uh, yeah, early betting angles give you a lot of Toyotas and, and a lot of value farther down the board. Yep, absolutely. And just to note as well, Xfinity's off this week, so no Xfinity race. Trucks are with the Cup Series at Richmond, so so we'll have two races again uh, with the Truck Series and then the Cup Series. So, uh, And no no Cup Series drivers in the Trucks race because it's a playoff race. So. I was going to say, it's the Truck Playoffs, man. Yep. All, all bets Another are off. Truck Playoff short track race. That uh, was pretty exciting last time at IRP there, so... Uh, think we'll be in for another exciting another exciting weekend of racing i'm man i'm so pumped rod we're we're in the heat of it now it's been just action filled every week there's been years before where i don't want to say i've got bored with nascar because i don't think i've ever gotten bored especially with betting it but it just it's kind of been like ah yeah there goes kyle larson leading 700 laps again oh kevin harvick wins the ninth time this season like it's not been that this year it's been so much crazy action, good stuff. Again, 15 different winners is insane. Um, it's it's all been been crazy. It's been good. We've had good races, competitive races. You don't know who's going to win early in the day like you have in previous years and previous races. And I, I'm really enjoying it and having a hell of a time doing it with you. I, hey, listen, the feeling is absolutely mutual. I knew when we jumped on board together that good things were in store. And, boy, I, I, we'd be hard-pressed to find – anybody that could tell you anything different. So just a quick early look at the Worldwide Express 250, which is the truck race, like Cody said. Surprise, surprise, John Hunter Nemechek is the favorite at plus 300. We all know that he dominates that truck series and good on short tracks. Zane Smith at plus 400. Josevar at plus 500. Chandler Smith plus 700. And then Ty Majeski and Corey Haim at plus 800 apiece. Uh, rounds out some of the top favorites in that race as well. But again, we'll break it all down for you tomorrow as we always do in our betting episode, which is, you know, what you're there for. So hopefully you guys learned some stuff. Hopefully we were able to walk you through the process and help you set your betting cards before we even talk on Tuesday. That way it reconfirms what you already just uh, figured out on your own. And you can go, yep, I had that. I'm smarter than you guys, which is everything we ever hoped for uh, that we always say. At some point, you'll stop listening to us, but then you'll want to listen to us anyways because you'll get all the shakes. So, Cody, <laughs> let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Yes, uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, all my work goes out there. Again, do the podcast here, but had an indie article this past weekend. Scott Dixon, 10 to 1, called him as the winner. 
smashed it. He he wins the race. Another good, good, solid value winner on the weekend. Motorsports been crushing it. F1 gambling podcast. We've got some exciting stuff coming up for that. Still got a couple weeks off before they race again, but uh Rod's Rod's taking care of us. We got plenty of stuff to talk about. That's gonna be a fun one. A couple more episodes of the NASCAR gambling podcast, of course, this week. So make sure you tune back in for all that. Maybe we'll know where Kyle Bush is racing next time we're on. We'll see. Uh, hopefully we can hit another 25 to one winner, 40 to one winner. Who knows? But yeah, so follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeb. Got some NFL stuff coming out as well. Already have a rookie of the year article out, some more stuff down the pike. So that's all fun. And follow the show on Twitter at NASCAR gambling. Indeed. You can follow me on Twitter as always at RJ via Gomez. Find all my stuff on the sports gambling podcast network, CFL, whatever you want. I'm, I'm pretty much all over the place. Fantasy football too, which is cranking up very soon. And then of course, follow all my work on the sports book review as well. Just like Cody said, there is some exciting stuff in the works for the F1 gambling podcast. So please get over to that feed. Uh, we may put the next couple episodes on this feed as well for you, but wean yourself over to the F1 gambling podcast feed. It is now live and uh, we'll make sure that you are well aware of that. Join the discord, join the conversation, man, all the normal stuff. We're, we, we love having you guys. We're enjoying this just ever so much. So until next time, everybody let's go racing and let, it ride!